The Giants kept it interesting, but with half the roster out, they could not prevail in Dallas, losing to the Cowboys 28-20. to Big Blue falls to 7-4 on the season. We'll react to the Thanksgiving loss, some terrible officiating, and debate. Is Daniel Jones the future at QB for the G-Men? And will the Giants still end up making the playoffs? We'll read some of your Twitter reaction. It's a post-game edition of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to a post-Thanksgiving edition of Blue Rush on New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. And this episode of Blue Rush is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Be iconic. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. I'm the pod father, Jake Brown. No Paul Schwartz. He is flying back to New York. Safe travels to our old friend. We are joined here alongside our friends here. That's the voice of Mr. Lawrence Tynes. And of course, Mr. Brandon London. We're all over the country today. New York or no Kansas City. Uh, I'm in South Carolina. Brandon, you're in Virginia. Andrew Hartz is with us is in New York. We are global. And uh, Paul is coming back from Dallas where the Giants fell 28 to 20. They fall to seven and four. Lawrence, I'll start with you. And, you know, I'll say this. There's two sides of this one. They fought hard. They had so many guys out. They had no business even being in this game. They had the lead at the half. And, you know, you commend them for a great effort. The other side of this is a phantom holding call on Holmes, the phantom illegal man down the field call, you know, maybe a little bit more of a sense of urgency in the fourth quarter where they did no huddle, no times at all. until the last minute when they got that garbage time touchdown, which made betters of the Giants happy covering the spread. But I didn't think there was enough sense of urgency. But I know, Lawrence, you might be on the fence of, you know, a hell of an effort. And they played a good Cowboys team close. No question about it. Any right minded Giants fan did not pick them to win this game. And they played hard. 11 starters, 10, 11 starters. I don't know the number. Not playing. Every every inactive yesterday was a starter. Three new linemen, three new in the secondary. You have to tip your cap to, to Joe Shea. Like, to hell with the coaching staff. I mean, yeah, that's great. Pro personnel department. They brought in guys, Nick McLeod, Bald, Rodarius Williams, a young player who's basically a rookie, had a pick. I think I look at that and say, okay, well, you know, we are what we are right now. Can, if we get to the playoffs, we have depth, guys. I don't know how this is all going to shake out, but... Certainly the only gripe I have is, again, you have to get to the quarterback. That's it. The phantom call, yes, to Hodgins on Hodgins' touchdown. The phantom call on Darnay Holmes, who, by the way, man, he doesn't get talked about enough. That dude is a baller. Man, he is a ball player. I'm sure he had some penalties, but that's the nature of his game. But, man, he is a competitive. I love that dude. And that call was crap. That is a punt situation. That turns into a touchdown to start the third quarter. So, and, of course, you could go back even one play further where Kayvon, dead in his sights, has Dak Prescott. You got to make that play. We talked about creating negative plays, and then they punt, and then you're getting the ball back still with that 13-7 lead. But overall, I leave the game 
impressed with what the Giants were able to do against a quote-unquote very good team in the NFC. So I think it's going to bode well for them down the road. It's going to hurt right now because we lost, but I think down the road, guys, this could really, really help this football team getting those young Because guys like you said, you're getting some guys some experience and some big games. And when you're talking about going in, if you're going to make a playoff run, it's not like anyone can magically get healthy. It's not like Oziz just magically comes back. It's not like McKinney's hand just automatically uh, heals up. So you're getting guys some valuable game experience and some big games that you're going to need down the road. I mean, Jordan Renan from ESPN tweeted this morning that they had seven starters who played yesterday that were either waiver claims or street free agents during the season. Isaiah Hodgins, Lawrence, Isaiah Hodgins should have had a touchdown, got called back. Uh, Lawrence Cager had a couple nice catches. Tyree Phillips had that, you know, had that one uh, bad illegal man down the field. Jack Anderson, I didn't know what he did. Jalen Smith played okay. Nick McLeod got, he was there, but uh, Michael Gallup made some huge catches, which is Michael Gallup is supposed to. And Jason Pinnock played every single defensive snap yesterday. So this is a shout out to the coaching staff for prepping guys who normally aren't stars and who aren't over an 80 overall on Madden. And that's why at the beginning of the year, that's why we can't say, oh, this guy's just a practice squad guy. Oh, this guy's just someone off of waivers. Times, you know, this deep in the season, that practice squad guy or that guy that just got picked up off the waivers is going to have to be a starter at some point, is going to have to match up against an elite receiver or an elite D tackle or an elite uh, uh, left tackle or something through the course of the year. So it's a shout out to that to that coaching staff for getting these guys prepared. And I was watching the game with my dad yesterday, who uh, head football coach at for Women Mary, number five ranked team at FCS, got a FCS bye week. Go Tribe, go Tribe. Go Tribe, go Tribe, go Tribe. And he said, there was a couple of times we're watching the game. He was like, man, that was a great play call but the player's bad technique didn't win. So that's why football is the ultimate game of chess with real-life players. I can move this bishop in the right place, but now this bishop has got to knock this pawn off or whatever it is. I'm not a chess guy. You got to make that play in that sense, and we didn't say that. We didn't see that. We saw some plays that should have been made and some plays that didn't get made, and you can't have that against a team like the Dallas Cowboys who, at the moment, on the field yesterday, had more talent. Yeah, I mean, you talked about get to the quarterback, get to the quarterback, no sacks. They did have some QB pressures. They got close, but it wasn't close enough too much time. And while they should gallop down after halftime, he did nothing. You know, the fantasy owners like me, no, he had an incredible first half, did nothing. But then the the big boy showed up. C.D. Lamb showed up. Dalton Schultz showed up. Zeke showed up. Tony Pollard showed up. And it's it's tough to win that way. Let's talk about the phantom holding call, because that was a big point of the game. Third seven, third quarter, Darnay Holmes gets called for it. It's obviously something you can't challenge, although maybe the officiating guys changed that at some point where you could challenge a pass interference, a holding like you could that one year they did it. And then they were like, all right, this isn't going to work. What do you think, Lawrence, of that phantom holding? That was brutal. It was a big, big call. Scott Novak's crew is ass. Excuse my language. They suck. They call the most penalties in the NFL. And, and it was just one of those games. The Cowboys got had some bad calls too, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they were as big or as an impact as the ones against the Giants. It felt like every penalty the Giants got, they were giving first downs, illegal touching, obviously taking away touchdowns. If you take away some of those plays, we can play the what-if game all we want. That was a close game. I know that people will call the last touchdown garbage. Call it whatever you want. 
But the reality is we should have had one more touchdown on the board anyway, and the Cowboys should have had one less, in my opinion. that The reality of it is they played their tails off against the Cowboys and the officials. That call on Darnay Holmes, I just can't get over it. Can't get over it. You guys will all see it on Twitter today or see it wherever you consume your social media. He literally, like, taps his hip. Like, he didn't even rap or – you know, there was one early in the game, clearly pass interference. That one was not – that was not illegal contact. And the other one, the illegal man down the field. Brandon, what do you think of that? I mean, it hurts. I, I thought, it, man, it was such a bang-bang call in the sense where I went back and, you know, one of the, I guess, Giants blog guys uh, posted the actual ruling. And it's saying, if you're engaged, you can be down the field one to three yards. But as soon as he pushed the guy and let him go, he started to like back up a little bit. And I think that's where that's where it got called. It was it's 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 one of those calls where it's like it sucks that it happened at that moment because it takes away a touchdown. I, I can't I, I don't know, I can't jump on an officiating for that because we've had it like times you said this before we started the show. We've had some illegal mans downfield. We've had these a bunch of times, so I can see if it was like, if it just happened this game, then we could be like, oh, that's such a terrible call. They're well coached when it comes to not being down the field or whatever. But if it's something that's happened repeatedly over the course of this year, then I kind of have to give the benefit of the doubt to the referee at that point, because it's like, it's, 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 it's something that's happened. But at the moment you're saying when it comes to the, the penalties that the Giants had, it was a quality over quantity. Again, not to keep shouting out my dad, but we're watching the game, you know, as a family. And he's going, as at one point, he goes, man, the Giants keep getting hit with all these penalties. They keep, and then the, the actual penalties came up and the Cowboys were double, had double the penalties. So it was a quality over quantity things. The Giants penalties hurt more than what the Cowboys penalties did. And that's going to get you, at, and anytime you take points off the board or you extend a drive to create points, to give points, it's just going to happen. And I want to talk about the real quick before we, we go on the, the legal touching with Darnay Holmes on CeeDee Lamb. That to me was BS. And this is me as a receiver. You cannot allow that you they're, they're getting too lazy when it comes to calling OPI because you're allowing these receivers to extend to push off. It's not even the chicken wing anymore that receivers are taught to do when you're trying to get a guy by. You know, it's the, the put your hand at the lower back. To push by, never extend your arm. You're seeing guys extending arms now to push DBs out of the way. And DBs are taught, you push, I pull. You push, you try and create some separation. How else am I supposed to get that separation back? So you push, I pull. Darnay, I mean, he. you look at that matchup yesterday. That's one of those matchups you watch in practice and training camp. The one-on-ones, C.D. Lamb versus Darnay Holmes. And that's just going to be a battle because those two went at it the entire game. But at the end of the day, the penalties that hit the Giants hurt and they caused. And you can't have that when you're playing with guys who are all on the streets at the beginning of the year or guys who get claimed off of waivers. It just can't happen. Yeah, Giants now lose two games to the Cowboys. They get swept on the season. And Micah Parsons had some words after the game, and I'm sure, Lawrence, you'll, you might have some reaction to this. Uh, you know, he had the two sacks, and that was about it. He tweets after the game, referring to Andrew Thomas, heard he was the best. I stayed on his side all game. Lawrence, your thoughts? He's a liar. Let's go ahead and call him what he is. He did not stay on his side all game. I saw him line up a middle linebacker. I saw him line up at different positions. Andrew Thomas had the flu. But listen, at the end of the day, Micah Parsons is probably the best defender in the NFL. And if you got two sacks on our guy who has the flu, 
Uh, and one of them really wasn't his fault. Daniel just didn't step up in the pocket. He, you know, he, he pushed them all the way around the world and he comes in from the backside. The ball should have been gone. So that's on Daniel. That's not on Andrew Thomas. I don't mind it. Listen, they're going to talk their smack. They can. They beat us. They beat us for the 10th time in a row. But I got drafts. I got my drafts. All you Dallas fans that listen to our show that come in incognito, I got some drafts for y'all when y'all lose in the playoffs. I got them. Lauren Salas got receipts. Oh, I got I got receipts. Nah, Salas probably got receipts on me because I talk smack on the Jets too, so I don't want him to send me back one. Hey, it's funny you said that that one sack wasn't uh wasn't AT's fault. It was Daniel Jones. He watched him all say, the way around the world. I would I thought you were talking about the one on the play action on third and something at the end of the game. Like it's a pass rush situation. I mean, that's that's a tough block, tough block. I don't know why you're going to play action there, but there was one earlier in the game where he, you know, he washed him all the way around. And that's all you can do. But you got it. Michael Parsons is a dude. I will say this, though, guys, yesterday. He only had two pressures, two sacks. Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau had five pressures. He's got to turn one or two of those into sacks, guys. Negative plays, grading negative plays. And then here's my final. I, why are we so bad against the run? With Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. I don't get it. I, I can't figure it out. But you can't be that bad against the run with two horses like that in the middle. You just can't. I know maybe linebacker, we can go, you know, over to position groups. But Leonard Williams, and that's why I think this gets interesting offseason-wise. I mean, do you going to pay two D-tackles? Essentially, I'm not calling them D-tackles. $16, $20 million a year? You don't need two of those guys. Look around the league. Nobody has two of those. And forgive me for saying those. You guys know what I'm saying. I'm just meaning that position. Nobody does. You just got to start making – you got to start getting some sacks. If this team could get sacks – Man, would it change the outcome of games, in my opinion. Put teams in negative down and distances, but you got to give Kayvon credit, man. I'm sure he's frustrated as hell. Five pressures? Like, that's a very good offensive line, too. So hopefully he just gets like a five or six sack game, gets his confidence going. And how many holding penalties did he draw yesterday? Does he I'm not sure. There was he a, had a couple. Man. You, I, in my eyes, those are sacks. Because that is a negative play because that ball is going back. 13 penalties, guys. To your point, Brandon, we only had seven. They had twice as many, but those five of those hurt. You know, Dallas had a bunch of off, you know, pre-snap penalties, like false starts at home. That's what's going to cost the Cowboys. They're going, Dak's going to turn the ball over in the playoffs, and they're going to have penalties. And I can't wait to send those tweets to those Cowboys fans. Do you think they're a one-and-done team? Do you look at this Absolutely. Cowboys? Absolutely. I don't trust the quarterback at all. Defense is good, though, man. Whew. The, the, the Cowboys defense is – that's the one thing that will that could carry them, to be honest with you, if they don't get too pass-happy. Listen, if they just run the football with Pollard and, ball, man. and hit those tight ends and maybe hit C.D. Lamb four or five targets a game max, that team would beat everybody. But there's no way in hell I trust Mike McCarthy to do that. They, they have two running backs, a great offensive line, a great receiver, a bunch of solid tight ends, and a great defense. That team could win the Super Bowl, but I'm just telling you, they'll mess it up somehow. The Giants coaching probably kept them in the game, and the Cowboys coaching almost put them out of the game early. I agree. Too, going for it and then a simple run up the middle. Uh, you handed ball. the Giants a field goal, and it could have been a touchdown, obviously. 57-yard field goal, by the way, by yeah. the Scotsman. Here's one thing we finally saw in the first half, but we didn't see in the second half that I got to air my grievances on. We got a deep ball, a ball. We completed a deep ball down the field. Darius Slayton, we didn't throw another one for the rest of the game. And that kind of, I think that hurts. And that's going to hurt the run game. Saquon Barkley, we keep saying, 
Someone's going to start that hashtag free Saquon in the in meaning get him the ball in space, getting him the ball in space, being creative. You started to see them using him as a decoy, right? and that got Gary Brightwell going on some of his carries. But trying to find a way to get Saquon the ball is what is going to happen in this second half, I mean, of the season. And we talked about before the bye week. What do you do during bye week? Self-analyze. You know, you go back, you look at your tendencies and you try to be counter and you try to counter your tendencies. There has to be something to get your workhorse, your main guy, the ball more than just Saquon left, Saquon right. They were running some screens earlier in the game, but that has to, that's our second half. The last two games, it's weird. It hasn't been Giants football because defensively, what have they been, been doing the beginning of the year, beginning of the season? shutting teams out in the second half of the season. Offense coming around in the second uh, second half of a game. Now it's offense isn't really doing much. There's really no adjustments going on in the second. And it's almost like. No, I can tell you why, Brandon. If you go look, look, last two games, the defense has given up eight touchdowns and nine trips in the red zone. They were number two in the NFL prior to the bye. And then on third down, def- or, uh, third down defense as a whole, is really good, but the red zone is where, remember, we were making a lot of teams kick field goals. They're scoring touchdowns now, guys, and when you're only winning by two and three points a game, that is the difference. That is the, go look, eight for nine. Detroit was four for four. Uh, Yesterday, the Cowboys were four for five, or vice versa, four for five. So eight for nine in the red zone, tutties, that's a loss. Well, BL, you mentioned Saquon, and we got to talk about it because it seems like more people are picking up on the Lawrence train of Saquon might be playing hurt. You know, 11 for 39 for Saquon. You know, not a lot of runs, had the touchdown. He's hurt, Lawrence. He's got to be, right? What's going on here? And I'm not here to bash. This is not a bash. This is just an observation. You you telling me Brightwell, when he went in there, didn't look a little more spunkier? Listen, I'm not not a Saquon hater. I know some people think I am. I'm not. He's not healthy. Is it lower half? Is it upper? I don't know what it is, but there's no burst there, guys. There's none. He's not hitting the hole. He's got three new linemen. I I, I will will say that. But he just, you know, Brightwell went in there and averaged 6'2" different guy right they they do Saquon I'm not comparing him to Brightwell but I just don't think he's healthy guys I'm sorry he can say whatever the hell he wants in the media it's just not there the 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 yards per carry is down the finish is down and there's no suddenness to him so question hurt or burnt out I don't know I I did see I see I thought it was his shoulder but then there was a you know a video of him being helped up yesterday by his right hand so then I was like oh maybe his shoulder feels fine because that's the one he was supposedly hurt in London it could be a combination of both, man. I, I'm not sure. I hate it for him because if you look at the Giants' losses, it's obviously his production has been way down. He just doesn't look like himself. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, do, I don't know what it is, but certainly I think there's something there. Yeah, he had that one run, his longest run of the day towards the, the end of the game. It's funny because I've been pushing back on you, Lawrence, about him being hurt. I'm like, nah, he he, he looks fine to me, but there's no holes. There's no there's, there's nothing. There's nowhere for him to run. He kind of lowered his shoulder a little bit at the end of that run, but where he was at the beginning during training camp and at the beginning of the year, finishing runs and like really lowering that shoulder, you're not you're not seeing that as much anymore. And now I'm not I'm leaning a little bit to where it's like, is there something going on there? I don't know if he's hurt, but is he being overused? Come on over to my side. Yeah, I got plenty of room. <sighs> I, what about this, guys? Just in theory, would you sit him for two weeks? Let him get healthy again? Absolutely not. I don't think you have enough players to do that. I just don't really have the capabilities. 
We don't trust Breida and Brightwell to get it done over the next week. We haven't seen enough Breida. We we haven't seen yeah, enough. Sure, Breida. have not seen enough Breida. And, and I think that is why he. I, I that's why I think it's more. You, of a you know, another thing. You know how I know he's hurt too. When is the last time you saw them run wildcat with him at quarterback? They're trying to limit his touches. They don't want him. I'm telling you, they know he's hurt. He knows he's hurt. He'll never say it. Contract year, right? We we all get that. I don't know. I just saw more more burst when uh, some other guys were in there. So yeah, it's a mystery. Well, those two bright well runs too were late when the defense wasn't really, you know, playing eight guys in the box later in the game. But it is a mystery, and you know, Daniel Jones is a mystery. You know, he missed some throws. The Saquon, 10 men on the field. I mean, how on a fourth down do you have one less guy on the field? I mean, that's unbelievable. That just cannot happen in that big of a game. Saquon, a little bit of underthrow, but Saquon any day of the week knows he should catch that football. But Daniel Jones wasn't great. You know, the questions are out there. Guy in the contract year as well. You know, I think fans are on the fence with Daniel Jones here. I'll start with you, Lawrence. Can you properly evaluate him with the guys he's throwing to? Or are we going to give him, you know, the excuse if he doesn't have a lot enough guys out there, we have to bring him back and see what he does with, you know, an actual roster. Where are you right now with a month left on Daniel Jones? You have to resign him. Three three new linemen in front of him yesterday. None of those receivers except Slayton maybe on this roster next year. Come on. Yeah. Thousand percent, I'm with you. Resign him. I'm not saying for crazy money, but you know, if you think about this, it is can Daniel Jones become Geno Smith? Can he? Heck yeah, he can. Geno Smith's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL that the Jets gave up. You think the Jets would like to have Geno Smith right now? I mean, you think that? And I played this game the other. You think the Jets would like to have Daniel Jones right now? Play that game. They'd be really good, right? That with that defense, he's not. Listen, if they don't resign him, he'll have a ton of suitors. There's teams out there that can win that have already got built-in skill guys. But yes, thousand percent, you got to re-sign him. I don't know what that looks like, but that's why I get crazy playing this game with him. Like, let him finish out the season, man. Well, he's going to get yeah. twenty million at least a year. So you say not crazy money? He's, he's going he get, to get crazy money. That's not crazy money anymore, though, Jake. Not anymore. Not for quarterbacks. But all right, Lawrence Shane, Giants hypothetical uh, GM. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be Daniel Jones' agent right now. And I get it. They have the power to tag him. But if I'm Daniel Jones's agent, I'm not coming. I don't want Daniel Jones to come back. You've had more than enough time. I know this is a different regime that more than enough time to get me linemen to block for me. You've had more than enough time to get me weapons, playmakers. You, 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 you failed on the playmaker part, bringing in Kenny, putting all that money into Kenny Galladay. At the end of the day, I've given you everything I could. I've shut my mouth the entire time. Didn't blame, didn't point any fingers. I've taken multiple accountability other than the guy on the other, the other New York team. I've taken accountability. My client, does my client want to come back in that sense? You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you everything. Daniel Jones, remember at the beginning of the year, we're like, yo, this dude's, this dude's playing with nothing. He's doing what he's got to do, man. Daniel Jones, but now he's having a little, he's struggling a little bit because you can't, you can't, sustain that type of play not having groceries not having weapons in that sense that's why everybody wants Odell so much because it's you want a player that can take a five-yard hitch and go 50 you know what I'm saying so if you're Daniel Jones agent do you want him back with this team yes because God forbid you send him somewhere else 15 fifth offense fifth coach I man that's crazy for him but the continuity it'll be interesting to see if they have a dance partner because if Naturally, teams will find out there's going to be teams that want Daniel Jones. 
I don't know who it is, but um, more and more, you know, the Niners got Jimmy Garoppolo. Can 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 Daniel Jones be Jimmy Garoppolo? I think he can, right? I mean, I really think he can, but then he also gives you the feet. See, Jimmy gives you no feet. So if you think about what, like, if you want to sit here and play the game, what are the, what are the Giants thinking? Like, are they going to re-sign him? Play that game and be smart and don't be, you know, knuckleheaded. Jimmy Garoppolo, can Daniel be better than him? Yes. The answer is yes, unequivocally. Can he be Geno Smith? Yes, he can. Geno Smith took a little while more to develop. He was on bad teams in New York. He bided his time. But Daniel Jones can be that guy. But the other decisions are, you know, I may I may be on the fence now with the running back, guys. I'm thinking we were all excited and in the moment when we were picking this, hey, do you give Saquon, you know, $15, $16 million a year? I don't know, guys. I don't know. Here's why. And again, you look around the league. Look what the Niners have outside of, you know, Christian McCaffrey. They just traded him. But that Seattle running back, right, Walker, these young running backs, the, the Pierce kid in Houston, late picks, guys, like third, fourth, fifth round, great runners. And if you look at Buffalo's past, they've never been a premium running back type of team. If you think about what they built up there when Dable was here. So I don't know that he's – I don't know. We'll see how this thing all goes. We got a lot of time before that. But D-tackle, right, we got a ton of free agents. Well, here's something for you guys to chew on. So now that the Giants have lost back-to-back games, they're not as hot as they were in the first half of the season. I've heard this point made a couple times, and you speak of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley both being free agents looking for that new deal next year or whatnot. Do you think this little mini losing streak, this cool-down period for the Giants, can actually work in their advantage when trying to bring back Saquon and Daniel Jones at a cheaper deal in terms of if they were still super hot and, you know, they, they, they were reeling off victories, you know, it, it'd probably be tougher, but does it help them now to bring them back? You think? No, no, no. I think it, I think it helps the player even more because then it shows you my value. Look, you guys are nothing without me. And, you know, we're talking about Jimmy G and, uh, and, and Gino, Jimmy G has George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Jennings, he has Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Gino has DK, Lockett, Kenneth Walker. So to that point, times when you're saying that the running back, Saquon, I agree with you. He may not be here this year because if you're the Giants, do you want to throw all that money knowing you can get a Damian Pierce, knowing that you can get a Kenneth Walker? And it's against nothing against Saquon. It's just I'm going to put my cards. If I'm Joe Shane, I'm putting my cards in my, in my scouting department. Go find me some young guy on a, on a cheap on a cheap deal that I can bring in. Man, look at Pacheco. Sorry, runner. sorry for interrupting. It just popped. Pacheco, the kid for from Rutgers, that's at Kansas City. Holy cow! He might be those. All three of them are good, but that kid runs like somebody stole something from him. I mean, he is mad and angry. And guys, listen at six hundred thousand dollars versus sixteen million and fifteen million a year it has nothing to do, like Brandon said, against the player whatsoever. But Business-wise, look what it did to the Cowboys. Look what it did to McCaffrey. They had to trade him. You know, they had all these backs to get this money. The Dalvin Cook deal. Dalvin Cook deal is a nice deal, but I think Dalvin Cook's a different cat. He's just different. Dave Gettleman put them in a tough financial spot where they they don't really have the option really to just give Saquon $60 million a year. The Galladay contract's going to hold them down. Well, the Giants have six games left, guys. And before we read some tweets... I mean, you got to go three and three, I'd, I'd imagine. The thing they have going for them here in this wild card race is there's not a ton of teams battling. It's the Seahawks, Commanders, Falcons after the Cowboys battling for two spots with the Giants. So it's four teams going for two spots. The Seahawks are right there with the Giants right now. 
Um, and then it comes down to you beating the commanders. In my mind, you beat the commanders twice and you beat the Colts. I know, Lawrence, you're on the side. They're going to beat the Eagles once. I'm not ready to say that yet. But I think you beat the commanders twice and you beat the Colts. That gets you in the playoffs. I don't think all hope should be lost here. But this team's got to get a kick in the ass quick. And they got to get players back in the field quick because you still need to scratch out three wins. I don't think nine and eight is going to do it for you for the playoffs. Couldn't agree more. Got to go three and three right down the stretch. We talked about this on our show two, three weeks ago, guys, where we said December, November 24th through December 24th is going to be tough sledding. They started it yesterday, competed, but obviously not good enough. Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings. I, I think they'll win three. I don't know where this is coming from. You know, I don't. Washington's playing probably as good a football as anyone in the NFC. Toughest schedule in the division. They're over 500. They've been better since um, – Taylor Heineke came in. That's a dangerous team. I think Chase Young just came off the uh, pup list. That D-line is serious, as you guys know. But again, the Giants have played well against them in years past. But it's all about health for this football team. If they can get healthy, they're a playoff team. If they they can't get healthy, then they're not. So I don't know what the injuries look like, who's coming back, who's not. So it's all going to be dependent upon players and who's who's available. I'm looking at next Sunday as a playoff game. That's It has to be a playoff environment. And I understand, you know, I, I I had to shut off my Twitter last night because all of a sudden, all the Twitter offense coordinators, all the Twitter defense coordinators just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, you know, I got too much to be thankful for. Plus, I get, plus I'm in a food coma to be going back and forth with someone. But next week, next Sunday is going to be a playoff game. And if I think if you win that game, then you'll sweep the commanders. But if you allow them to come into MetLife Stadium and beat you, then I then I think they have this confidence to where it's like, you know what, we're going to take that third seat. We're going to take that third seed in, in terms of our division. We're going to be that third team. And you can't have a, a Tyler Heineke, a quarterback like him, a streaky quarterback that just plays off a of straight-up confidence. You can't have him going into having any sort of confidence. So you got to beat the Colts, obviously. Minnesota, teams are putting up. Points on Minnesota's defense. Eagles, I don't know. I mean, I, you got to find a way to split that. You got to find a way to split that. But I think that if the Giants beat the Commanders next week, then they have a chance to sweep the Commanders and then beat the Colts. And those are the three that get you in. I'm just fighting to get to the playoffs, baby. That's all I'm doing. I ain't, I'm trying to win. You know what I mean? I've been there plenty of times in my career. You know what I mean? One thing about this, this record, yeah, that look cute. You know what I mean? And that's the stuff that we got to face the adversity of. I don't care about no records. We got to get in the playoffs and we got to, you know what I mean, trying to win some games to get to the Super Bowl. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's read some of the fans' tweets. Let's get the fans' reaction to how they're feeling because I think some people are down right now, some are up. So uh, let's read some of the tweets from Bogard underscore NY. There are no moral victories, but we had significant injuries and the Dallas Cowboys are stacked with talent. They still didn't cover with a cool face. So a lot of people happy about that with that little backdoor cover. From Big Blue UK IRL, 
Thibodeau gets at least three sacks in that game if he's not being held on almost every damn snap. Was he held that much, guys? You know, it's like Brandon alluded to earlier. Yes, five pressures, however many penalties he drew. Absolutely couldn't agree more with that, guys. Yeah, he he was held a bunch. And shout out to Big Blue, UK, IRL. Eight times, they love you. They absolutely love it. That's UK group and the IRL Oh, is that group. who sent that in? Yeah, they absolutely Oh, my bad. Love I didn't him, even – yeah, I like him too. I follow him from uh, across the pond from uh, we're going to another country from NY Giants FR Giants France. We're going uh, international here. Bonjour, messieurs. These refs, man, two fouls on the same play and nothing could have been a roughing the passer uh, instead. So another uh, fault on the officials from Marge underscore Twain. I'm still so angry at some of the questionable penalties that only deemed to be called on us when we were gaining momentum. Other than that, really wasn't that bad. Kind of thought Kafka was calling passes until we got a rhythm going, then switched to running the ball. I don't know why. I agree with that. And again, I thought the I thought the sense of urgency sucked in the fourth quarter. I don't care if you're that many guys down. You have to go no huddle. They were huddling with six, five, four minutes left. I'm like, you don't have timeouts. Like you lost your timeout in the third quarter, so you're already down to two, and then you're not going to go no huddle. And then you see when they went no huddle with a minute left, they got down the field and scored when it was too little, too late. I just didn't think there was enough sense of urgency there. And I also was very disappointed. Daniel Jones ran three times. I know you're trying to keep him healthy. You got a lot of guys hurt. Use his legs. You mentioned what he has is his legs, and he could run it. I don't think they drew a one RPO. He barely ran the ball. I think that's unacceptable. If they want to go three and three, he's got to be running for 40, 50 yards every week if they want a shot, especially if Saquon is going to play the way he's playing. And and throw in down the field throws too, Jake. Remember, this whole Daniel Jones-Slayton connection has been going on since since Slayton's rookie year. Remember Daniel Jones' first game against Tampa Bay? Slayton caught that deep post. They've been connecting on deep balls. I wanted to see more deep balls in the second half. Yeah, it's just I don't I I know what you're saying about late in the game. I just feel like I don't know if everyone out there knew the two minute drill. Maybe they did, but it seems like they were, you know, trying to radio the play into Daniel and he was trying to explain it to some of the people. Maybe that's why they went slow. I'm sure they would have wanted to go faster, but. Well, they knew uh, it with a those, minute left. Why didn't they know it with five minutes left? They were going no huddle. They they spiked it. Like, why was that not happening sooner? I just think they waited really quick. You saw that. In the, you saw that at the end of the first half as well. Remember, Brian Dable was yelling at Kathy. He was on the headset like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So that urgency there, I guarantee you this week or the next game, you're going to see more sense of urgency in the Giants two minute drill. Yeah. Well, hopefully they get a few guys back. And I love the day ball meme that came out from him looking at the ref where he's like looking at like like this. Oh, uh, that is a classic. Hey, he was looking right through that dude. He undressed him. I wonder what Dable's blood pressure gets up to when he gets in those because it seems like once a game he turns into a little like fireball. You know those little hot fireballs and candies? That's what he looks like. Red and hot. Yeah. Well, I'll have to ask my doctor since he's my uh, doppelganger. I'll have to see what uh, the blood pressure yeah, is at. Blood, what's the BP at? From Eric Builds Best. Oh, my thoughts are, man, we are reverting to the old Giants, and it's tough to watch. The injuries are catching up, and the team needs another cycle before we really complete. Who, right, is, this? Who is this? Who sent that? From, uh, Eric Camp. Camp. Eric, Eric Campen. Overreaction. Prisoner of the moment. This is nothing like the Joe Judge football Giants. Come on. From Giants fan 1187, this team played hard, but we obviously been hindered by injuries. The run defense was a serious issue and a lack of pressure outside of Thibodeau. Saquon does not look explosive, and I don't think it has anything to do with his shoulder, which you've mentioned. The refs sucked something awful. 
uh, from Tony LNYG. Painful loss, but I'm a bit impressed with how the Giants managed to go toe-to-toe and hang in there for the most part with a depleted, banged-up roster against, hate to say, a very good Cowboys team, and that's down to the coaching. Chris Kennedy underscore 25. Kafka's play calling has been too conservative over these last two games. Why is that? And why do we continuously to try to run up the middle when the guards get blown up before Jones even hands the ball up? Conservative play calling? <laughs> I was too. I mean, look what he's he got new players everywhere. You cannot open up the playbook with three new linemen, new skill guys. And Richie James keeps, you know, kind of showing up. But what would you do if that was you calling plays? I'd be conservative as hell, too. Against that defense? Maybe not open it up, but don't go Jason Garrett on me, man. Like, don't go Jason G. Yeah, early in the game was exciting if you were a Giants fan. I like the bootlegs. I like, but then they started taking that stuff away, man. But again, I'm not, you, you can't be mad at Kafka for for trying to figure out a plan to help win the football football game. But but of course, I get the fans. Obviously, they get they get mad because we lose. So um, that's not the football team that we're going to have here in two weeks. I don't think. I think there'll be so many new players. But you miss Wandale. Golly, I I didn't realize how much till yesterday. Oof. So Holiday got some late snaps. Late. Wandell had a great story they did before the game about his I father coming out of prison. That was uh, an emotional story. NYG under score Pete can't be too mad about the game last night. Actually better than I expected. Tibbs had a great game. Convinced we would have won with the O-line and the secondary healthy. Bellinger too. Yep. Yeah, they need Bellinger back. Tony LNYG again. Also, Dave's is legit a scary dude. I wouldn't want to upset him, just like uh, we pointed to. And Kirby NYY desperately need to get healthier. Jones is a great game manager, but clearly can't elevate the team. I, I think he can when he uses his legs. Like I said, they got to use his legs more. Let, let's close with this one because I think this is interesting. Cashman sucks 69. Uh, clearly angry Yankee fan. Is it wrong to think the playoffs are becoming a long shot? That's an interesting question. Lawrence, what do you think? I don't think they're a long shot. I just think it's become more difficult than we probably thought at seven and two, whatever the heck we were, six and one. It certainly has gotten tougher, no question about it, because everyone's gotten better. We knew what the Eagles were, the Cowboys defense, but the, no one no one factored Washington into this thing when they were three and six or three and five, whatever they were, turmoil, but they're good. And now everyone has a winning record in this division. So, yeah. It's going to be tough to make it. I, you know, 10 wins is not easy to get to. I know there's six games left, but like we talked about, <laughs> they could lose all six. Black Friday, we're shopping this morning, and we're shopping at the Giants playoff store. Are they making it? Black Friday, your predictions now. Yes, go. absolutely. They're, they're going to make it. They're going to get healthy, guys. These guys aren't going to miss the rest, rest of the season. Bellinger's coming back. Xavier's coming back. Moreau's coming back. I'm telling you, they're going to make it. They'll be fine. Brandon, are they in? Definitely going to make the playoffs because, again, they've got some guys who, as now people say, shouldn't be in there getting some valuable experience. And that's going to help in some key moments later on throughout the or out th- throughout the course of these six games. I'll stay positive. I think they do. I think they beat the Colts. They beat the Commanders. And they beat either the Commanders a second time or they beat the Eagles that last game thinking that they might be benching guys because they already locked up home field. So that's going to be interesting. Hearts. Close us out. Do the Giants make the playoffs? Yep, they'll make it. It'll be fine. I'm not worried at all. They've got seven wins. It's not a tough conference this year. Just got to figure out a way to get two, three more wins. I think they'll be fine. And just accept the losses that you kind of expect to take, like against the Cowboys. No one thought that they were going to win. So don't overreact. Take it easy. Giants are playoff bound. It'll be fine. A positive state of the Giants here on the Blue Rush podcast. And hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush and the Scotsman and Gru. We'll close out Blue Rush next. Let the good times roll. 
And that's this cheerio to episode 126 of Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Harris for producing the show, and thanks to Tri-State Cadillac dealers for presenting this episode. Lawrence, an underrated part of Thanksgiving is when your mom or your family member brings shrimp cocktail. Very underrated part of Thanksgiving. And also cranberry sauce. I am not the cranberry sauce guy. What is your Thanksgiving food hot take? Well, I cooked a nice steak, and it sounds to me like you had a shite Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, no shrimp for me, no cranberry sauce. Moving right along, subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your bloody pods. For Brandon London and Jake Brown, no Paul Schwartz today. I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Towns. We return to your eardrums on the Blue Rush preview next week as we look ahead to the Giants matchup against the Commanders. Watch the full video of the show on the New York Sports Post YouTube page. Thanks to you all for listening to Blue Rush all season. To December football we go, you felt the animals. I don't be mad.